You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into Monday, a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. It always is the number if you'd like to get in with us this morning. Our Twitter or X accounts are at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson. One, the email address for the show, we like the emails, is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. We got a couple emails over the weekend. I'll... Uh, share those uh, later on in the show. Before we get started, though, we want to thank uh, Yellowwood, Great Southern Wood, uh, our great sponsor of this 7 o'clock hour. With all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, the pier, the deck, the fence, the pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dinner for Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder... Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer coasters to you. If you're going to build it right, only one choice. And if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. A lot happened over the weekend, Dad, in college football. Uh, people say, well, why would you hire Jimbo Fisher now? Uh, why not wait to the end of the season? There's a lot of reasons why. One, you don't want him to build momentum with wins and then have a groundswell. If you don't think he's the guy uh, to keep him to, it gives you an early start on getting uh, the next person in there and, and not getting behind in recruiting. So those are why those things happen this fast. When they know he's not the guy, they figure out a way to get it done. So are you surprised that they came up with that type of money? That is mind-boggling to me to get paid that kind of money. Well... No, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, his his agents knew exactly what the, what he was going to get. I think it's still uh, uh, people laugh at this, but it's still not much fun to have coached a true. sport all yeah. your life and then get up one morning and not be coaching. And I know I, I got all that about the money, but uh, I think it uh, is a burden. Not a burden is not the right word, but uh, a little bit different for you if you're the person that loses the job. Yeah, tough. All right, what else you got this morning? Well, we lost the blue plate. wasn't even close. We uh, we got uh, be- better buried on that. Uh, Auburn came in and scored three quick touchdowns, played awfully well. Um, today, uh, we're going to have Scott Hunter on it. Uh, Doug and I had a conversation. Doug could not get back today, so he we switched him to tomorrow at 8.15 and uh, put Scott Hunter quarterback on today along, of course, with Max. Uh, let me explain something to you about the Michigan penalty. That's, that's not a big penalty. Uh, he is able to coach his football team mm-hmm. oversee the, oversee the practices all week. No, go through everything he's always gone through. All he has to do is put a headset on at home, put a headset on the head coach on the field, and he can tell the head coach on the field what he thinks needs to be done. Where we're carrying on about it, and then, uh, you know, Ohio State's going to be hard to beat regardless. 
But uh, as far as just being a humongous penalty, it wasn't, in my opinion. So um, you, you're there with your team all week. Now, it'd been a little bit different. He, he could have not been with his team at all during the week and not with his coaches. Had to stay away from the office for a week. Uh, it's not like that. So uh, Barry's already mentioned about, about uh, uh, Tim Bowler losing his job, and so we've We'll get by that. You can call in on that if you wish. Uh, Camilio uh, Bagalas uh, won at Bermuda, where Doug is, won $1.2 million. Stuart Sink uh, finished, I think, seventh and won $219,000. Um, so that was that was good. We have, we have only three games this week uh, involving SEC teams against each other. Uh, UAB beat Maryland in basketball yesterday, 66-63. Connecticut did lose over the weekend. Oklahoma State in football fell on their face after um, Malzahn and them killed them after they beat Oklahoma. I'm not sure, Barry, who who Texas plays on the other side for the championship. Do you know? I, I didn't have a chance to look it up. I'll look it up here. Um, uh, so we're, that, we're down to, to Georgia, Alabama, and Atlanta. We're down to Oregon and Washington. We're down to Texas and whoever. Texas will play Iowa State at Iowa State uh, this Saturday, and then Texas Tech, they'll finish up. Uh, they had a 29-26 win, I believe it was, against TCU, which was was a close one. Uh, FSU will have to go uh, and play Florida. I think, I, and I can be wrong about this, so somebody check me. I think that they'll play Louisville in the championship game. I think that's right, but I can be dead wrong about that. Um uh, about, Louisville's currently six and one. Florida State eight and zero. So most likely, yes. Um, Alabama will play uh, tomorrow night in in basketball against South Alabama at seven o'clock. Uh, so instead, we have Scott Hunter on the second hour. Uh, could not get, could not work it out. Doug contacted me, and then so I had Scott on for Tuesday, so we switched them around. Um, outside of that, your your comments and. Phone calls are welcome, and we'll tell you uh, exactly whatever we know. But the things I've told you is, uh, uh, you know, what's going to happen pretty much so. All right. Uh, so tomorrow uh, when the college football selection committee or whatever you call them puts out the rankings, nothing's going to change uh, as far as Alabama goes. They'll slide in at eight. I do think they helped themselves. So looking this week, that the team's ahead of them if you're – Still wanting these teams to leave, so Alabama jump. You've got a few opportunities, I think. you got Georgia at Tennessee. Uh, Georgia is a 10-point favorite. Michigan, who's ahead of Alabama, is at Maryland. I don't see Maryland beating Michigan. Uh, Minnesota's at Ohio State, so Ohio State will stay there. Florida State will take on your UNA line, so they're perfectly fine there. Um, Oregon, who's ahead, goes to Arizona State, so they should be fine. But here's a tricky game, Dad. Washington travels to Oregon State. Uh, so do you give Oregon State, who's ranked 12, any chance to knock off Washington uh, this coming weekend? Well, I think you'll play them well. i I tell you something, y'all. Washington's good. They are very, very – they're they're a talented bunch, and, and they, they come ready to play most every time. Uh, they are – very, very good. I would say Oregon State would give them a heck of a game for three quarters, but I, I would, I would think Washington would win out. They, they're, they're pretty good. So, um, Barrett could be right about that. Don't know, but uh, Oregon State, Washington State, 
uh, here's two teams that are left out in the cold uh, after this year. Uh, they're just out by themselves. It's a, it's a bad deal for college football, I think. You know, you, you don't care, but you're not one of their fans. Uh, to, I say that to our listeners. If you're one of their fans, one of the guys that follow them all this time, then you would feel a bit different about it. All right. Uh, we talked about Jimbo. Uh, you know, you don't hear a word from those guys. I don't, I hadn't seen anything who they named the interim coach for the next couple games in the bowl game. Um, I don't know who that's going to be yet. Maybe you do, but, uh, that's obviously a very attractive job there. Uh, you want to get out early on it. Uh, you know, the Elko guys names mentioned, but it seems like a boring hire to me. I think they got a splash and I don't know who the splash is. You know, there's rumors about Kiffin talking about Georgia had 25 five stars and they had one. He can't, he's pretty much done everything he could do there. Could you see Texas A&M making a run at Lane Kiffin or what? what yes, I, I can. And, I, and the reason for that is it's a, um, now the people that got in the meeting have the money and had the money and wanted to fire Jimbo and that was fine. They, they had the jack and they could do what they wanted to. The general consensus of, of the fans uh, in A&M, for what I can look on the Internet and all, is Hiralane Kiffin. They want somebody who's, um, you know, good offensively and got a little quirky attitude about him and that kind of thing. I don't think they're – I think uh, the guy at Duke's a very good football coach. I don't think he'll get it. I think he's – I think he's. I just don't. I don't think he's got the name. When you look at names, um, you have a hard time. Uh, you go, you go to Oregon, uh, you go to Washington, to those two coaches there, they, they, they've done great jobs. And, um, and from there, um, you go, like Barry said, you, you're Lane Kiffin, that's the one that they, they want. So I, I won't be surprised to see. I'm pretty see. curious, you know, you just signed that new deal, what his buyout is. You know, you're paying Jimbo Fisher 70. Six million. You also got assistance on, you know, multi-year contracts, and then whoever you go get is probably going to have a buyout. You have to pay that. This is going to cost Texas A&M uh, an absolute fortune. Uh, all right, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Morning. All right. Good morning, Barry. Are you okay this morning? What do you mean? Well, you and Jimbo are pretty close. I I know you took that pretty hard him losing his job. I don't like, for, any, I don't like for anybody to get fired, so I don't. I don't celebrate him being fired, uh, but he did get a pretty nice cushion to land on. But it's still hard to get fired. Mm-hmm. People think he's gonna like come be an analyst for Nick Saban. I think Jim no, Fisher no, ride, ride out in the sunset with his money. Well, my uh, my nephew brought that up. I said we don't need Jimbo down Tuscaloosa. It's just him. like. Uh, I think we got some kind of presidential debate at the end of the month. Uh, we got Chris Christie coming down. He got no business down there. Uh, but what I was going to say, Barry, the deal's already done, or they wouldn't have done it. Uh, Sexton's got this deal worked out. The lane train will move to A&M. It'll probably be announced before or after the EGBO. And I'm sticking to that until they hire somebody. I think it's already done because just like you said, he's done all he could do at Ole Miss. Uh, well, Did Noah show you that picture? Do I know? Did Noah show you that picture that I sent in? Which one? What? My nephew. He was down there. No, camp, I had, no, I hadn't seen it yet. He's a big old boy. He's about jack size. Oh, yeah? He, I ain't seen him in a few months. Yeah, he's, 
He's he's between six three and six five, about two thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, and uh, the, I think it's already done. I don't know what y'all think. Uh, no, they it's not. Pull the trigger. It's not. No, they pulled the trigger because they just knew it was going nowhere, and they didn't want him to. He did beat Mississippi State. But he's got a chance to beat LSU, and they didn't want to build a bunch of momentum. They knew he wasn't the guy. And thank you, Price. That gives them an opportunity to get a jump on recruiting and get the next guy in there. So we'll see. Money won't be an object in this situation. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll uh, come to you, pick up all the cleaning, get your game day out ready, uh, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off three locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, and North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. You got those winter wools. You want to get them down, get them clean when it cools off. Permanently, you'll be able to wear those. 205-391-0034. Give them a call today. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Dumbler Bends Boulevard, eastbound near 2059 Advance. You can expect delays there. Otherwise, traffic moving pretty well. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. While unemployment remains at record lows in Alabama, still only 57% of qualified workers in Alabama are on the job. The Jasper Career Center hopes to do something about that with a job fair tomorrow. Jasper Civic Center's the location, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Some 70 employers will be on hand. If you attend, you need to bring a resume. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny today with a high around 70. Tonight, increasingly cloudy below 49. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The better chance of rain will be south of here, the high 65. Wednesday, cloudy and cool. Rain likely at times, the high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treaty pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com. To find the dealer that is closest to you. I've got three phone calls holding here, Dad. Before we get to that, though, we did get a message in the app. And this could possibly, uh, Paulie sent in and says, what are your thoughts on Dabo Sweeney going to Texas A&M? I think Dabo's kind of done about all he could do there at Clemson. They're getting a little bit tired of him. He's feeling unappreciated. Uh, could you see him looking that direction? I and mean, if he got, if he got on board with the NIL, he plenty of money there to recruit. What are your thoughts about Dabo possibly being a candidate for Texas? Well, I saw his name come up. I don't, I don't think it's a choice. And the reason I don't think it's a choice is that, um, they're going to buy a lot of players at A&M a lot and they've got the money to do it. I don't think he wants to get in that quite as heavy as some other people do. I think you'd lose kids to Texas and other people. I, I don't personally think I could be dead wrong, um, but uh, I don't personally think it 
he, he would take that job. At all. I, I don't think he'll be offered the job, really. If he changed his thoughts, he could uh, be pretty successful there. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I, well, you thought that he would never leave uh, the opportunity now, the way things have gone there. He seems a little uh, put well, off. You by. can't get one bad call and get upset like that. You know, coaching is coaching, you know. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's what, it's what coaches do now with what they have. You know, uh, right, right now, Nick Saban at that particular time back then, he needed to get another quarterback because in case one of his got hurt, everybody went crazy. But it was, it was what happened at the present time and it, and it goes, it, it just goes all the way through, through the season. And, and the people that, that get mad at you are the ones who already decided you know, after the fact, what what you should have done. And he got a bad call, a phone call. And uh, he was down in the dumps to start with, and he, he blistered the guy. And, yeah, uh, I just don't think it's that far-fetched thing. Dabo might, might okay. do it. All right, I let's did. get to the Yellowwood hotline get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. I'm glad you all uh, took my call because I've got a totally different take on the Texas A&M situation. And... <clears throat> I don't know if you saw uh, the athletic director's comments on. on I did. I saw video the other day, but they they had they were very interesting comments, and you had to do, I guess do a little reading between the lines. And I read between those lines, and if if you've got that much money that you're willing to pay him seventy eight million dollars to leave and then pay that staff to quit coaching in College Station, if you've got that much money. You don't go after pretty good coaches. You go after the best that there is, and you call Kirby Smart. You know, that's, that's not going to happen. I, I'm telling you, you call Kirby Smart. Okay, you can call him, but I go get him. <laughs> you may not get him. You won't get him if you don't call him. Well, um, I won't argue that. Okay, you can call him. Yeah. yeah. But you, can call, you, can call, you can call Nick Saban if you want to. You can. But Nick Saban is 72 years old right now. Kirby Smart's 48 years old. They are going to pay over probably $100 million to Ken, um, the Fisher guy. You don't understand the loyalty that Kirby Smart has to Georgia. I totally understand it. I totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get his loyalty. I think that if you're Texas a and I'm just looking at it from Texas a and Well, that's the best name to get, sure. He's not going to get him. Would you do this, Philip? You just call him and say, all right, Kirby, is there a – well, that is not that – I mean, is there a number that you would leave for? What is the number? $25 million a year? $20 million a year? What is the number? And then if he, if he says there is no number, then you move on. If he says this is the number, then you decide whether you want to pay that number or not. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's as simple as that. So you give the guy a call. Now, you can fool with Dabo if you want to and deal with him. You can fool with Mike Norville. You can fool with Lane Kiffin, who just got pasted, pasted in Athens 48 hours ago by Kirby Smart. Well, let me ask you all this because I don't know the answer. Uh, Ross Bjork, did he hire Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss? Um, I think he probably did. Yeah. I think so. Probably. I think, I think the big, I think the big thing, Philip, is that it's your, you know, that Texas is a great recruiting area, 
Mm-hmm. But you'd be amazed what a good recruiting area Georgia is if you get it going. And you oh, no, no. I, I think, think Georgia's outstanding. And I you're organized to the point that he is organized. Uh, you go into Florida, who's struggling like a Dickens. You can get one or two from South Carolina, occasionally one from Alabama in your, in your state. I just don't. I just don't think that uh, you, you uh, the phone call would be fine. I just don't think in the end that you, that you get him. Uh, that could be dead wrong. Well, you, you could I, be dead I, right. I, I just think that they are about to change. I think they are on the cutting edge of possibly changing what again, again, what some of these coaches can make on an annual basis. And I, I think you would be well, remiss and not dialing up. Uh, well, he would be the best one, but without, but, but when you start looking at the list of really outstanding coaches to get, um, we don't know and you don't know, and I don't either about Oregon and, and Washington. They're two darn good coaches. But, but don't you that, have to make him tell you no? Well, I didn't say you didn't have to. I said to call him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. I think you're. I mean, I think you. I think you have to make him tell you no. If he tells you no, then I mean, it's, at some point, how much money do you need? You know, so he. Yeah. Might, right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. he's he's he would be a to me the 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 beginning point in the conversation. And do you uh do do would you, would you look at and go to Michigan? Go to Michigan for Harbaugh. No, that's if you you got to look at Bjork's comments the other day. His I, comments, I, I heard the comments. I know, but, but he talked about he looked at outstanding football programs and the universities, and how the the leadership is uh, with those universities that are playing that are doing really well right now is with one is with is very unified and it's typically. With you know, you definitely have a head guy that is no nonsense and is in charge. And I just think that Kirby fits that bill. Um, I don't think Harbaugh fits that bill at all. And I believe you know we're going to be surprised at what happens on this. I just don't think it's going to be this Elko guy. I don't think it's going to be the boys at Washington. I could be, like you say, uh, Coach Samson, you, you know, you use phrase, I could be dead wrong. I could be dead wrong. I just think you make Kirby laugh. Well, I, don't think, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't mean to say you're dead wrong. I think you'll get a phone call. I just think Kirby, uh, I should have said it a different way. I just think that Kirby has too much loyalty to let Georgia well, do it money-wise or whatever. Yeah, if you're Kirby, you know, nobody's one over there. Do you mess with Happy? You got it rolling. You get over there and you'll kick yourself if it doesn't work out. So I think it's a lot to think about. If they call him. It's not just a slam dunk that he he could give him a number that he would go because he I mean he's got everything he needs. Thank you, Philip. Good good conversation. Good time, Thank you. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline and bring Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Good. Good. Thank you, Tom. <clears throat> Barry, how'd you come out in uh, Greensboro? Uh, we won. Oh, well, good. Good. Yeah. Congratulations. We won. Yeah, i just leave it at that. We won. <laughs> so, okay. We, we played uh, well. Thank you for right. asking. Well, I'm just curious. I thought about it, and uh, uh, but anyway, good enough. Uh, you know, Phillip's right. If you've got that much money, there's no reason you don't swing for the fence. I called Coach Saban. <laughs> and uh, and i tell you something. The, the, what's that athletic uh, director's name? Bjork? Is Ross that his name? Bjork. Ross Bjork, yeah. Yeah, 
and you know what? He's looking across state there at the guy at LSU uh, who, like, uh, you know, he swings for the fences when he goes after somebody, and uh, and he is too. And and I don't buy it. Phillips is exactly right. I called Coach Saban. I'd let him tell me, no, nah, I, I'm not ain't calling Saban at 72. That's because that's just a Band-Aid. You're putting a Band-Aid on it. It's too old. Uh, but Kirby, yeah. I don't think you call Saban. Do you, Dad? I wouldn't call Saban. No. I, it's a compliment to him. It's yeah. a compliment to him. Yeah. And, uh. He don't need no compliments. So, but I, I think, I think Phillip's right. You go, you swing for the fences, uh, mm. right now because I'm telling you right, nothing, nothing's worked at A&M in 552 years. And, uh, and I got news for them. As long as they got those male cheer, uh, cheerleaders, and stupid-looking uniforms, it ain't going to never work down there. So, <laughs> why, uh, why should Kirby go? They're not going to change that tradition. I'm I'll tell you what, I, when, they, when they pull that check out and it was blank, I'd say, okay, here's some things you got to change. We're going <laughs> to redo the uniform. That'd be the first thing. Yeah. And, uh, and those crew cuts on the side of the cheerleaders, out. That's gone. <laughs> and, uh, and, and when you change that stuff around, then you'll start doing something today and then. Until you do. It, you ain't gonna do nothing. And I on Friday night that uh, rebel call or whatever they have, that's out. Midnight yell. Midnight yell. Yeah, whatever. But whatever it is, it ain't working. We well, Lane, Lane Kiffin take it for money. We're gonna do a makeover. Lane Kiffin, I'm taking it for money. Tom, I uh, I got a guy texting me. We did win. I just didn't want to tell you. The score was seventy five to eight, and so I don't like to embarrass anybody. But somebody got no, mad at me because don't I didn't. even start that. Yeah. Don't even start telling me that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't have said that either. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want you to think I was good. Being it's good scheduling. I didn't want you to think I was being disrespectful, but I didn't. Yeah, want, I, 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 I really, but I also you know, don't I, want to disrespect that team. It's just you know it is no, what it is. No. So. So. When you're good, you're good. It's, nah, it's, it's not, not that we're good, but just this that uh, it was just one of those days. So let's say that. Now I went to the ball game uh, Friday night. I did too. And I tell so you, did I, I, so did I. I, I spot problems. I, I don't. Spot I think Bama is loaded. Those Very, those scared they me. are so long. That freshman from North Carolina. Oh my goodness, he's going to be so good. And uh, Nelson and that guard they got from Hofstra. Now I see why Quinterly oh, left. Oh, that guy from Hofstra. Listen to this, Barry. I'm telling you, they jump out to a nine to nothing lead. We, I, our shot ain't even hit the backboard or the goal. And they're nine team. to nothing. That was a good team. Really good yeah, team. Hey, I love that coach. I think he is outstanding. Now they would have won. They got the worst whistle I have ever seen in my entire life. At Those referees were they pathetic. were terrible for for Indiana State. I have State. never seen anything like. <laughs> I, I think they went by the mental institution and picked them up and brought them out there to call the game. I don't think they've ever seen basketball. Oh before. my goodness! The calls at Alabama. Now Alabama would have won the game. They played good. But that team was really good. I felt like they got just I some like of the worst that team. calls. I love that coach. He. You know who he reminded me of? You're going to make fun of me. Who's that? Uh, the guy at UCLA, Cronin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I see that. And they play like that. But it's the only thing about it, he don't have any. He's like Alabama. He ain't got anybody in the middle. It's tough. And that's what worries me about Alabama. Mm-hmm. Very, 
they had us nine to nothing before we yeah, had a time. There's 40 minutes in the game. They end up winning by over 20. You beat that I team by over 20. Barry, look, Barry, look I, I, I'm trying to keep saying, please, uh, I evaluate every second. <laughs> and, uh, but, but look, here's the thing I wanted to tell you. They had us nine to nothing, you know, and everybody right there where I sit, we was like, golly, we ain't even hit the goal yet. And so all of a sudden, here comes the Strata, and he burned 24 points down before anybody else on the team scores. Yeah, he's good. But, you know, you got him and uh, Nelson, those transfers, they're seniors. So the college basketball is so strange. Now you can get transfers like that that are seniors. Uh, but uh, give them credit, man. They got some talent. I, I love that freshman from North Carolina, though. He's going to be so No, solid. I do, too. I think he's good. I love Estrada. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Barry, when they get uh, Walter, I don't know how much he's going to end up getting to play. But uh, if they get him trained, he could be some help. Do you think that? Who? Oh, Walters. Uh, yeah, he just, uh, coach got mad at him. He just took a couple bad shots. Everybody in the whole building got mad at him. Yeah, he was wanting <laughs> to score so bad. Uh, just uh, letting the game come to him. So he anyways. tried a turnaround jump shot from 30, 20 feet. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. We got to get to break. Thank you, sir. All right, All right uh, get to break. Uh, get to Max Hour. Two men in a truck at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whereas local, out of town, out of state, or you just need stuff moved around the house, give them a call today for the free estimate. 205-247-5050. That's two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Dumbler Bends Boulevard, eastbound near 2059 Advance. You can expect delays there. Otherwise, traffic moving pretty well. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Join Tide 100. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. You want to build, build it last. Yellowwood is the choice. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. I'll right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. He is a radio personality throughout the Southeast, uh, former football coach at uh, Florida State and Ole Miss. Joins us every Monday, Coach Max Howell. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Max. Doing great, guys. How are you all this morning? Uh, we're good. Uh, Max, we're obviously having some Texas A&M talk uh, this morning before we get to Alabama. Uh, we had a caller say that uh, he thinks that they ought to, since they have so much money, just make a, make, uh, Kirby Smart tell them no. Uh, did Ross Bjork hire Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss? I was trying to remember that. I know he was no. there. He did not. No, okay. it was, no, it was the next, next guy that, that brought him in. But, uh, I, from everything I've heard late yesterday and early this morning, that Kiffin's going to be right at the top of their choices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimbo was always three against him and, they gonna get him for way Dan Landon's name's been mentioned, but Landon's buyout's like twenty billion. Uh Lane's way down about less than ten. So economically that would be good for both schools in all fairness. Now where he could get the job done, you know, I probably could out there. 
a lot more talent available for him. Um, let's say if we when he gets, you know, we saw this weekend he can't. And we talked about it how many times that those schools that, that Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Kentucky, they can't get enough players. They can get, you know, they can get a few. And of course, you know, they got three, four, three or four quarterbacks, but they knocked the number one guy out, and uh, they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't pull it off against Georgia. So, and I think Kiffin, in all fairness, really, uh, you know, would really like to get to that level. Uh, where he, you know, he can compete every week. So who knows? I mean, that's what it's a. Well, know, let me ask you this, Mac: If you could get Kiffin or Dabo, I think Dabo. Sometimes you stay too long and get tired of you. Yeah. you get, would you, if you could have your pick of those two, which one would you I'd want? I think I'd take Kiffin in a heartbeat. Okay, yeah, but, you know, way more more imaginative with his offense. Yeah, in his mind, and he's 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 more open. Uh, I mean, look, he's better living out the portal. The only, only reason that whole business is where they are is because of the portal. Uh, and Dabo, you know, flatly said he, you know, he never plans to go into it. He had gone east four and four. Uh, well, he's five and four now. Uh, this after this weekend, but fact is, is uh, his his program his program's lost step with for the national level right now. Yeah, that uh, Tennessee losing out on having a chance to go to to Atlanta. Uh, how will this Tennessee Georgia game play out? Uh, Georgia's really good. You know, by the time you yeah. think you'll beat Georgia, they crack you pretty good. Tennessee, Missouri did a great job against them. Talk a little bit about the Tennessee-Georgia game. Coach, you know, the Tennessee program just a enigma to me. I mean, I, I, you know, I saw they should have beat Florida, you know, by three or four touchdowns. And the, and the camera goes over to Highland. He looks lost. And the same thing, you know, before I've seen him, when he just gets confused or whatever, you can't get his plays in. Uh, and I don't know where it's the action on the field that gets him so dis- distraught or what, but I think Georgia goes in now. Georgia's, Georgia's got a mission. I mean, you know, they want to get back to, to play Alabama. They want to get to the playoffs. But, of course, the playoffs t- at the top pretty, you know, logged in right now for a lot of people. And you yeah. notice, I mean, notice the one-loss record thing that everybody's talking about, it, including the committee. But wasn't when they first started the the first prerequisite to win your conference uh, it, even if Georgia should win the conference and stay undefeated, there's still some question about them getting in. I mean, I've read two or three reports in the last couple of days, and I can't see that. Uh, I mean, I saw them play very, very well this past weekend, and, um, uh, and Alabama's going to have their hands full. Now, what I really thought is if Alabama beats Georgia, are they going to take a one-loss, you know, one-loss SEC team or, you know, maybe still four or five undefeated teams? In other places. Well, Georgia and Michigan schedule hurt them. Both of them have bad schedules. Right. They do. So, of course, the thing I think we said last week, it's not going to matter where Harbaugh's on the sideline or not, because he's going to be no. on for the, for the playoffs. But, I mean, we saw, you know, we saw Saturday. That didn't matter. Uh, they got a good football team. They haven't played a strong schedule, but they're still undefeated. And they're, na- you know, they're nationally ranked. So, the committee's going to look hard at that. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think we still got some good football left. Uh, the coaching things going to kind of take it, you know, take precedent for the first two or three days. And I, I'm assuming they're going to fire Sam Pittman today. I've heard, and um, of course the, the word Ed Gus is going there, so that's going to be <laughs> that he's going to have his he, he'll have his his uh, deterrence up there as well. Even though he's popular as he was in high school coaching, he's got some folks up that don't like him. I don't think. One, one more question. That's all part of the game. Yeah, who 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 uh, who win the pack? Tw- uh, the Big Twelve. Oh my gosh, 
I don't know. I mean, they, you know, you got Texas that should, but they lost to Oklahoma. And, uh, so I don't know. I think if Oklahoma beats them, of course, that knocks them out of it. And, uh, and I think that'll move Alabama up considerably. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on which team shows up, Coach. I mean, you know that. Some of those kids, the coaches can get them sky high for those big games. Some, you know, take a, a low key. I don't even I don't know, know who's going to be in the playoff. I was trying to get Barry to help me find them. I don't even know who's in the playoff, Big 12. Well, probably, you know, probably it's going to be Oklahoma and Texas, probably. Again, from all indications, if they went, you know, if they went out from here on, which okay. they should. Texas yeah. got their quarterback back now. And of course, they didn't play very well against TCU. They won by three, uh, but they still won. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we talked last week a little bit about the committee. It, it is a new committee, but I think they're kind of searching too. They, they kind of fall back on some of the things. I didn't think they would do that, but it, obviously they are. So uh, I think we got that contingency to you know to play with, particularly when it comes to Alabama. But Alabama's got to beat Georgia to, to be considered. Uh, I don't think it would take a one-loss team if they still got undefeated teams. I know they're not going to take one if it, if they don't win the conference championship. Yeah, I don't know the Big Twelve. You got four teams at five and two: Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Kansas State. I know. Oklahoma State would get the head-to-head over Oklahoma, but, uh, so there's still stuff to be played out there, I guess, uh, to see. Uh, Max, this interim coach from Michigan, uh, Sharon Moore, uh, come on, man. With the crying on the sideline, is he politicking to get that job because he knows Harbaugh's out of there, so he wants the Michigan people to think he's a Michigan man. I mean, He's crying on the sideline about Jim know. Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, it ain't like the guy died. I mean, he cheated and got, <laughs> he got suspended. Uh, so people are calling him out about that. I thought it was a little much. Now, come on, dude. Well, it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But don't you believe, though, if Harbaugh wins out, that he's going on to, to the NFL? I think this is his last year. Yeah, I, I mean, all indications are. Yeah, I think all indications are leading there because, because of all the other stuff. You know, right, wrong, or otherwise, you know, you're going to, you're going to take so much, you know, no matter where you win it or not. And I, I, I think that that's the way it looks to me. Now, where he'll get that, I would have to guess Michigan's going to go after, you know, somebody's a proven coach. Uh, I don't think they can move an assistant up in a, in a program like that. That's just my opinion about it. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there's so many, you know, there's so many ifs and ends about at the top. Of how now Harbaugh's just going to be off these last three games when the playoff starts. He comes back on the sideline, and they had to, they didn't dismiss him for practice every day, just on the sidelines of the game day of, for the rest of the season. So that was to me a political move as well. I mean, the, the Big Ten, sure was, you know. But made the thing, but they didn't slam it hard. Oh yeah, you know, they, Michigan they, act like they were all upset about it. They they realized they got off easy. The guy flat out cheated. Uh, they're like, <laughs> I don't understand it. Any sympathy for him? Uh, let's talk Alabama, uh, Maxer. Okay, uh, they're peaking at the right time. I think they've yep. uh, figured out how to call plays for Jalen Milrow, and Jalen Milrow is gaining confidence. Uh, obviously, the defense has been really good. They play a nobody this weekend. Uh, as right. far as challenges on the Chattanooga, but the Auburn's played better. Uh, but these teams yep. seem to be peaking at the right time. Is this Coach Saban's best coaching job uh, I, here at Alabama? I don't think there's any doubt about it. Look where they came from, you know, after Central Florida, I mean, uh, South Florida, they look where they are today. Uh, the only thing that still bothers me a little bit now, Simpson came in and 
it did a better job and I you know that I had given credit for because I'd seen him a couple of times before. But uh, he's still, I don't know if he could win the big game or not. But, you know, when you put your quarterback past that line of scrimmage, guys, he's old, you know, he's old bait for the big guys. You saw you saw Dart try to take down a, a 320-pounder, knock him out when he went down the sideline against Georgia. But, uh, you know, Melrose's big and he's strong and he's fast. Uh, and I'm, he, I'm sure he has the option, you know, when he go, rolls out. If that, you know, if that receiver's covered, he's going to tuck it and run. And he's been very good at it. So, uh, you know, I hope they can protect him enough. Georgia's going to be a different – that's going to be a different animal when they play at that, you know, at that level. So, uh, but, yeah, he's – I think Coach Sabre's done a good job. And really what they'll do is they'll take this week of Chattanooga. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to see Simpson play a, a good bit, maybe the second half or so. But I think they'll practice most of the week for Georgia. Yeah, that um... – Hugh Freeze tried to yeah. indicated that he had, you know, some to do with it. I listened to his deal right. uh, about the offense. Uh, the crowd's going to be – the crowd can't play, but they're a factor, I think, in getting you ready to play. Is, is yep. Auburn in the in the ballpark with Alabama? No, 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 not yet. Not at talent level. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing. I, now, you know, go back to the hiring of Hugh Freeze. You know, I don't think anybody ever thought he could coach. It was, you know, the deterrent. I'm one of them. The deterrent was his was his private life after, you know, that he brought with him. And, you know, it appears that all that's gone by the wayside now. He's a good football coach. But he'll get the most out of it. Now, how much he had to do with the offense, you know, maybe change the personnel on the offensive front or whatever. But uh, the fact is that, you know, he can't spark but enough. I don't believe that. Alabama can't just roll the ball in there, you know, and say, "Hey, yeah. uh, you know, we're here." It, it, you know, y'all roll over. They got to, you know, they'll have to get ready for them to play. But uh, I think the talent level is so different. It's such a a, a wide range there uh, of playing, particularly Alabama on the defensive side. And, yeah. and I think the way they mix up their defenses is going to cause some confusion with uh, with Auburn's quarterback situation, trying to check yeah. the line of scrimmage and those kind of things. Uh, Max is just being reported, uh, that Mississippi State's fired Zach Arnett, which I think is, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I mean, they had their opportunity last year to get Dion. They passed on it and didn't do it. Uh, yeah. where, where does Mississippi State go? Uh, who, who do they really uh, think that, they can attract? That, that's going to be a hard, right now with all the others out there, uh, they're going to have to fly on the road. Now they may take a, a coordinator somewhere and bring you in. That's what they did this time. They just moved him up, but they did that. Out of disrespect, I think, for Mike Leach. I think that was an emotional uh, feeling for him. But I don't even think Arnett wanted that job, guys. I mean, look, watch him on the sideline. No, it was awful. Yeah, it was the worst I've ever seen. And I think that was his. He'd rather be a coordinator. He did a good job with the defense, you know, when, he, when Leach was there. Because Leach did, you know, let, left him alone, let him coach the defense. And I think that's where he'll probably go back to. And I, it was all expected down here that that. They thought probably they'd wait to have to, you know, after uh, the Egg Bowl to do it. But no, they they try to get a jump on, on some of the coaches that are floating around. They've got some some money they can't pay in the in the realm of what Ole Miss is paying uh, uh, Kiffin right now. But they can they can give six seven eight million dollars and uh, and I think survive at it. But they they'll pack that stadium, you know, if they get get a name uh, in there and make them make them at least relevant to to the West. Of course, the East and West goes away after this year anyway, so it's just going to be a numbers game after this year. So I, it's hard, though. It's a, Dan Mullen probably did as good a job 
whether he likes his personality or not, uh, did as good a job coaching that bunch as they've had yeah. with Jackie Sherrill. So, yeah. uh, you know, it takes a it takes a, un, a kind of a unique personality to fit any of the get kids to come to, to Mississippi State. Yep, that. Well, I I think I think the, the the list of people to get is 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 pretty low as far as yeah, exciting as far as the, as far as exciting your fan base. Right. And I think my, I think right. I think Elk, I think the boy Duke's a good coach, but he wouldn't excite your fan base, of course. Right. So, sure. uh, and I think that's that's part of and people at the state now they need for them to continue to buy tickets and. Um, that's one thing Missouri does, boy. He he uh, he coached there. He he he's he's in with the game. I think I think a lot of he it is. done a good job. Yeah. Uh, but he I don't is. I don't know if you go to an assistant coach and you go to somebody that you're not sure about. Right. And, uh, and well, it, it, they went to, they went you know they went to App State Appalachian State to get him. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's taken a couple of years to get there. But look, he he raided the portal too. I yeah. mean, he didn't find that Schrader kid. You know, walking down the street, that kid was at some small college. Yeah. He was as good a running back as I've seen yeah. recently. He's from Truman uh, College yeah. or somewhere. Yeah, Right. Yeah, that's where he was. So and, and most folks had never even heard of that. Much less of a kid. But you can't, you can't deny what he, he, his performance this past weekend. But, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing, you know, it's, we have not had one of these shakeups like this at this level in, you know, two or three years. And now it's going to be a lot of names out there and a lot of folks, you know, shuffling around. I mean, old business on the quiet side are expected to keep the lead. Uh, you know, that's one reason they jumped to a million dollars last year to try to hold him, uh, you know, for another year. But, uh, you know, he's just, he's one of these guys that's trying to get, you know, trying to get somewhere, I think, more than anything else. And A&M would be a, a lot of, they're always, they already put the words out who they want uh, at old Best. And I think that came to me early this morning. So, it's uh, you know, the numbers. The well, who they, who they wanted on this? They gonna probably get Jeff Levy. Uh, is is a is a head coach or Kendall Bryles, one or the other. Oh, uh, that's that's who. So go to the system. Go to an offensive guy. Yeah, okay. Right. They go go with the offensive guy because that's what Kiffin's established, and that's what he's recruited to. On top of that, and that's something Mississippi State did do last year. See, when it when they elevated uh, Avery. Uh, the fact is that. He he assured him he was going to stay with uh, the Rogers kid at quarterback and keep running that system, and he didn't. And, and they didn't recruit to that. I mean, the Rogers kid had, had got gained all that success and was what a hundred yards away from you know setting the all time SEC passing record. And they changed the offense on him. And you know made him throw look stand back there rather than two and a half seconds, stand back there three to four. The offensive line's been blocked that long, and consequently, you know he couldn't complete the long pass. If they lost, if they're losing. That's will they go another year? Will, will they go another year at Florida? Uh, I've I've had that conversation this weekend. I think they will because so many people got involved saying that Napier was the guy, and he had proven he's the guy. I don't think they'll win another game this year. To tell you the truth, uh, they you know they got bowl eligible, but that's it. But he, he was before this game. He used to say he's eleven and twelve now. Eleven wins and twelve losses in two years, and he's going to lose two at least two more. So he'll be eleven and fourteen going in uh, his third year. And uh, Florida folks won't stand for that long. I, if he starts off and loses at the beginning, I think they'll fire him for the middle of the season. No way, no way that Florida can beat Florida State. I don't think so. I mean, Florida State didn't play very well against Miami, but. But Miami's better than Florida. 
Uh, but see, Florida's another team coach is inconsistent. I mean, they, you you just thought Tennessee going down there. Tennessee was on a roll when they hit Gainesville, and they just kind of they laid down for some reason. I have I have no idea. Uh, of course, they go out to you know they go to Baton Rouge this past weekend and you know get their eyes beat out down there. So you know you see each week you see something different about it. Uh, you know I don't they got to they do play in, in Gainesville though. That's that's one thing they, they do play pretty well in Gainesville. But Florida State's got you know. They got their eyes on trying to get the conference championship the next weekend, and you know, get to the playoffs. They undefeated, so a lot of you know, a lot of yes and ends out there about them right now. in several teams. Uh, Max, before we let you go, uh, you know, Alabama needs some help. Uh, we think. Uh, Yep. Washington's at Oregon State this weekend. Uh, that guy for Washington, he tried to help Alabama dropping the ball on the two yard <laughs> line, uh, going in. Uh, what That's in right. the world was he doing? Uh, I would cut, I would take his scholarship. Uh, if they would have lost that yeah. game, I'd taken his scholarship. Uh, but you give <laughs> Oregon State a chance to knock off, I know they have a chance, uh, knock off Washington this weekend. Well, you know, I, again, which Washington team shows up? You know, the one that they all got their eyes on, the, you know, on, the, on winning the conference and, and, and trying to get to the playoffs, something they hadn't done in a long time. You know, that, that that's going to be the, that's be the motivation factor. Uh, but you can't make mistakes. You can't make mistakes like that against a good football team. Because, they go, you know, they'll, they'll turn around and run, drive 199 yards on you and score. So, I, you know, they should win it. Uh, but I'm not a bet man. And I should stay up. To me, I'd stay away from a game like that. Um, before you go, three weeks in advance, uh, tell me, tell me who you think, just who you think wins the Georgia Alabama game. I think the way I've seen them play right now, that's the line's already out at seven and eight, uh, Georgia. Uh, if, you know, playing in Atlanta, uh, I'd probably take Georgia in that one right now because they've been most yeah. consistent. However, Alabama is improving. You know, it, 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 the only thing that still bothers me, we talked about it from day one, Alabama's got one quarterback that can win, win at that level. Uh, I don't think Simpson can, and certainly not the kid that transferred from Notre Dame. But uh, I just think if the whole the whole key is is how they protect, uh, you know, how, how they can protect. Georgia's defense is, guys, is good. Now, I'm telling you. I mean, they're good up front. The linebackers, sure. they lost it. But the middle linebacker reported yesterday he's going to be back. I thought he was out for the season, had a broken arm or something. But he's going to play in the championship game, so it, it, I think they'll be they'll be solid in the secondary. So, uh, you know, I, I say today with the line being seven and a half playing in Atlanta, uh, I'd probably take Georgia in a close game. Well, Max, great stuff as always. Uh, a lot to talk about now. Coaching changes, who's going where, uh, who's going to be in the playoffs. So we'll break it all down for you next week. We'll see if anything changes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Always my pleasure. All right. Uh, Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org. November the 22nd, save the date, Black Wednesday. You can get a uh, one-on-one deal on auto and recreational loans, special rates on CDs, plus a chance to win. Uh, some great prize giveaways there. You got to get in early. It's from seven. It starts at seven a.m. The earlier you get, the better rates you get on all these. So go to the website www.alabama1.org. Listen, Todd, one hundred point nine is the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Malisham Parkway near MLK Boulevard with delays. And we still have that wreck on Dunbar Bend's westbound near the plant in Vance. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. One thing, Yellowwood, pressure treated pine for making the 7 o'clock hour possible. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, we move into the second hour. We'll put the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Scott Hunter will join us at 815. He does a tide, 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? A Crimson WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. Check Sunday's action from Week 10 in the NFL. The 49ers go into Jacksonville, roll over the Jaguars 34-3. Both teams are now 6-3 on the season. Texans go into Cincinnati, beat the Bengals 30-27 on a field goal with no time left. Browns rally in Baltimore, beat the Ravens 33-31. Cleveland 6-3, they get a field goal with no time left. Baltimore falls to 7-3. Lions are 7-2 after outscoring the Chargers in L.A. 41-38. No time left in the game, and Detroit gets the game-winning field goal. Steelers over the Packers 23 to 19. Pittsburgh's 6 and 3. Cowboys are 6 and 3 after rolling over the Giants 49 to 17. Sunday night it was the Raiders beating the Jets 16 to 12. Early in Germany, Colts get by the Patriots 10 to 6. Vikings over the Saints 27 to 19. Minnesota 6 and 4. Seattle is 6 and 3. Seahawks edge the Commanders 29-26. Buccaneers top the Titans 20 to 6 and the Cardinals on a late field goal beat the Falcons 25-23. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. The phone lines are wide open, 205-342-9904. As we start this 8 o'clock hour, we want to thank Allstate Insurance agent Andrew Knifer. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours. He's got a 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. You want somebody that knows the area, uh, Andrew and his staff know it inside and out. They'll take great care of you. So give them a call. Let them run a quote for you. 205-722-9201. Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance. Uh, uh, Dad, we did get a message about Mississippi State. The one guy, um, thinks that they will go after, uh, Schumann, the defensive coordinator over at Georgia. Uh, you know, when yeah. programs like that are so successful, people want to go pluck their coaches, the guy at Oregon's doing a great job, so that probably helps Kirby's staff there. I don't see anybody at Alabama uh that's really, you know, ready to go be a head coach yet. I think most of those guys have been plucked. Uh can you see a team like Mississippi State maybe going to Georgia and pulling an assistant out of there uh to bring Yeah, I can't, I can't I Barry for some reason and I and I and I'm gonna end up eating these words. 
uh, offensive coordinators put more glamour into the hire, more uh, seem to seem to be not because not because of, of the defensive guy not doing much on the sideline. I just think that, that, that if you look at the study, and I've tried to study it a little bit. Offensive coordinators have been more successful in becoming head coaches from assistant coaching jobs than uh, defensive coordinators have. Uh, just have. So uh, I would say, yeah, you, you know, right now we're in a situation where you've got to go to uh, and, and hire somebody that maybe has not been a head coach. And you, that's, politics gets involved in that so heavily. And, you know, people, people that know the president, recommend a certain person and it gets very very political so uh i think you're i think i think the guy at georgia is a really good defensive coach and maybe a guy they hire he's very very good you know you're gonna have these coaches now gonna make moves uh before uh their seasons are over and they're gonna be interim coaches left back to coach the team a lot of times they take their staff with them if lane kiffin's going to texas a&m they've got a boat Loaded players over there, but somebody's got to get over there and keep them all from going to the portal. Uh, if he, whoever it is, uh, pretty much after the last regular season game, they can't wait on the bowl. They got to leave immediately, right? Yeah. And just leave the other people yeah. back. Yeah, and the players are the ones that end up suffering in these situations. Yeah, we just stirred up somewhat with, with a lot of different things. We're, we're sitting here with a lot of people who won't go, a lot of kids who won't play in the bowl. The other side, they don't want to play in the bowl. And that, that's, you know, that's, that presents us a problem. Um, I don't totally, I don't, and, and uh, the callers will call in and not agree with me, but I, I don't totally think that the backup quarterback at Alabama is that bad. I think he's a good player. Uh, is he Milrow? No, but I think he's darn good. I think he's darn, I'll tell you one thing. Um, uh, if he were to, if he were to transfer to Auburn, or somewhere like that, who doesn't have one? I, I think he's a, I think he's a, a really a good quarterback. I, I call her Philip, and uh, all of them can call in and disagree. But I think he's he's good. I don't know whether he's good enough to, you know. I I, I just do. I, I think we have to be careful. To try to keep, save the ones that they have. You know, what's up, Miller? A sophomore. He's a red shirt sophomore, so he. Uh... Obviously, could come back. Uh, he probably will. Uh, yeah, he yeah. will come back. So, um, no, check that line five there for me. Go ahead, Deb. So I just, I just think that you have to keep your backup people. You have to have backup people. You have to have backup people. And don't, you know, we, you, we get on the radio show and we talk about the front liners and uh, Tom and all of them call in about the front liners and and. But you have to have backup people. And he's 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 a good quarterback. I, I think from what I can, what a little bit I can see, uh, he did a good job the other day. And so, um, but I, I will go back to my thoughts that offensive people seem to do a little bit better job. And I know personalities are, are really involved in your personality. How you you know you may be a defensive guy with loads of personality and loads of charisma and whatever, but. Uh, Get to the uh, Andrew Knifer hotline, and we'll get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Yeah, let me help you out. All right, help us out. Oh, Digger. thank you. <laughs> help us out, Digger. 
of all, they're not calling Kirby Smart unless they want to zing the athletic department to force them to do a pay raise. A&M has already done this where they pushed the chips all to the middle of the table with Fisher. They're going to go after Jeff Trailer, Elko, and Norvell, Florida State. They're all from the state of Texas, and they all have a pulse on the recruiting there. That's what it is. They want the recruiter to come in. Who's the first one you named? The first one was Jeff Trailer. He's from UTSA, and this is the hottest recruiter in the state of Texas. They get him. See, even Texas Longhorns don't want him A&M getting Trailer. He's that big of a difference in the state of Texas, okay? He is very good at what he does, and the only reason why he doesn't have an OC or a DC uh, coordinator position is they head coach now, okay? So, and I'm telling you, they don't need the big splash hire. They really don't. Okay, I got the terms on the buyout. It was kind of interesting. 20% in the first 60 days. Yeah. Okay, and then it's $7, million for the route to the course of the contract, which is eight years. Till 19, till 2031. Yeah, it's going to get us over $7 million till 20, what is it, 2031? 2031. Yeah, so. And here's the kicker. This is what kind of surprised me. They're anticipating $70 million for the new coach and offensive and defensive coordinators. They want high-priced coordinators. I'm like, wow. I mean, it just never seems to end at A&M. They'll throw all kinds of money at it. But the key thing is they want to recruit and they want the high-priced coordinators. So it's going to be very interesting. Well, they're getting, getting the recruits, hadn't they, Digger? Well, yeah, well, of course they're getting him, but guess what? The poaching has already started. Everybody's jumping ship like rats, okay? So, I mean, Evan Stewart, they're probably their best receiver. He's leaving, okay? The only reason the defensive linemen aren't leaving is because the head, the interim head coach is a defensive line coach. So, so they're going to try and keep everybody they can, but a lot of them are bailing, and they're also losing recruits uh, for 2024. So, I mean, it's just a mess. Well, Everybody you get a new coach in there. Yeah. You get a new coach in there. Uh, those guys can save a lot of guys uh, at A and M. That's true. Um, Norvell. I like the Norvell hire. He's from Urban Texas. Only problem and is when you when you went to Florida State this time, it didn't work out. Do you go back to Florida State? Does that worry you? That's it. Well, he's the one that cleaned up Fisher's mess. <laughs> I know, but it's just something about <laughs> we went to Florida State last time, and we ain't going to Florida State again. Something's wrong down there. So, And and here's the funny part. They've already made it clear. Not another section client. That dude has made a fortune off of A&M. <laughs> They'll so take a, <laughs> uh, the section's got all the clients. So uh, what are they going yeah, to do about that? Well, they're going to say, hey, we're going to waive little finder seat, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Let you go. There you go. Thank you, dear. Uh, I don't know. That guy he's talking about in Texas, he's probably the right guy to go get, the guy, whatever the first guy he said, but uh, uh, something, something's not right. Yeah, they're, they're not going to do that. Well, they, they did the splash hire this time, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how good that I mean, obviously, the guys. They, they, you know, they're gonna call them to give money, and it, uh, unless the people in Texas are gonna just pour the money to him, yeah, I guess Derry thinks they are. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you, could you see him going to Florida State again? 
Well, I think it's got some, uh, you're, you're right. I think it, it, it is a little bit uncomfortable for you to go back to the same place. And, I, and I, there'd be a lot of talk about that. I agree with you on that one. I, I, I do think that he's, He's he's very um, and talking with Greg McElroy, he's very uh, inventive offensively. They do a lot of things offensively that uh, you know they supposed to be very very good. I, I don't really know. He's he's done a good job, so I, I have no idea. It's going to be a if you're paying if you're going to pay the defensive and offensive coordinators big big checks. I don't know what he's talking about. And then the head coach seventy million, and then you have you've got to pay the buyout. The, the guy that takes the job is want, wants his buyout paid. <laughs> Are you talking about a lot of coin? Yeah. And I'm like anybody they hire, that guy's going to get to hire his own coordinators, and they may say, "Hey, look, this is I'm gonna, we're going to give you big money." Oh, I know, but he but he's going yeah he can get who he wants. But and if the guy at Oregon has a big buyout. Um, if they want him bad enough, I don't even know if they do. They'll do. For whatever reason, even when Gene was there, Stalin's. I used to keep up with Gene when he was there, and and of course they didn't have they didn't have any girls then. That's what he always says. But it's just um, it's just been a hard it's just been a hard deal to win consistently. You, you were there, you know about it. It's a great place. A and M is. Yeah. I will take this break here. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1 to get $60 off your initial pest control service. Scott Hunter is next. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny today with a high around 70. Tonight, increasingly cloudy below 49. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The better chance of rain will be south of here, the high 65. Wednesday, cloudy and cool. Rain likely at times, the high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, Alabama 1. Go to www.alabama1.org. All right, we'll get right to the Alabama 1 hotline and get in um, quarterback, former quarterback here at the University of Alabama, obviously played in the NFL uh, for numerous years. Joins us uh, from time to time to talk college football. Scott Hunter, good morning, Scott. How are you? Hey, Scott. Good morning, up there, listeners, all. Good up. I um, wanted you to comment on on uh, quarterback play. I think Tommy's done a good job of getting him. I think he's. I think he was a little bit nicked up and didn't run quite as much. And I know one of the announcers said that he asked Tommy about about Milrose running. He said, just give me time. He's going to be running. And he's done that. Uh, just, I guess, overall quarterback play at Alabama. Well, I like uh, where he's come from, you know, starting back there 
with the Texas game, nobody thought he would come this far this fast. I think Tommy uh, Reese has done a great job with, first off, in the passing game, shrinking things down to what he could execute, and he has executed them. And the more, as you know, Wimp, the more you execute something, the more confidence you get. You can do a little more and a little more. And I think uh, Tommy's done a good job with Milrow with the, regarding that. Talk a little bit about Milrose confidence. That's not something you can just hand to somebody. They got to get out there and experience some success. And as they do, uh, they start to gain it. Uh, it looks like Milrose confidence right now is at an all time high and the players believe in him too. They have really, uh, made a lot of progress here the last few weeks. Uh, exactly. And when, when things work, you know, all the want in the world won't make something work. Yeah. It takes and so forth, and when it starts working for you, you know, your confidence level just goes up and up and up, and I think that's what's happened with him. Again, uh, give the credit to Tommy Rees. He's put things together, both throwing the football, the passing system in the scheme, and running the football that, that Milrow can execute. So, therefore, his confidence level in what he can do is, is just gone up and up. How nice is it to be a quarterback and have a defense like Alabama has? That, that gives you a lot, lot of comfort knowing these guys are going to hold people down. Uh, that, that's got to be nice. You don't have to get in many shootouts, do you, Scott? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the point. I, I was talking to somebody at church yesterday and I said, you know, this defense, Kevin Steele's defense, kind of reminds me, you know, Alabama fans like to look back and, and I'm one of them, the, the 92 defense. Nobody was much paying attention to it as the season got along, but toward the end of the season, it was apparent that uh, the Alabama defense was the best in the nation, and it proved it, of course, when they played Miami uh, in the championship. And I think this Alabama defense uh, is right there among the best in the nation. Yeah, you know they've won. They've won was not. I don't think the wideouts are real as skilled certainly as they have had in the past. Uh, the offensive line has gotten better as as the season's gone along. But but to uh, to have a an offense to have a wideouts that are just I don't say questionable. They're good, but uh, I, don't, I don't think I don't think they're quite what they have been. So this makes it makes Milrose job a little bit difficult, but he's done a good job through that. Well, you hit a good point there. I mean, how do you match up with some of the wideouts we've had over the yeah. last four or five years? And one of them, a Heisman Trophy winner in playing with the Eagles and so forth. It's, it's hard to have that kind of wide receiving core year in and year out. Uh, but I think the main thing is they've, they've improved. Uh, obviously, Burton was out last week, but he'll be back, uh, uh, I think, for the Auburn game. So, but they've improved and Milrow's improved by getting the ball to him quicker. You know, wideout can be Superman, but if you don't get the ball to him, so what? And yeah. I think Milrose is, again, credit him for getting the ball to him on the break. Uh, we've got a big game coming up in two weeks. Auburn seems to kind of be finding themselves. I don't know if Arkansas quit or Auburn was that good, but, uh, wasn't much of a game. 
there, and, and Auburn believes they've gotten better. Uh, Alabama and Auburn got two easy games this weekend. I think Auburn takes on New Mexico State. Alabama uh, takes on Chattanooga. That game is down in Auburn. Uh, just look at the, looking ahead to that game. Talk a little bit about it, uh, Scott. Oh, boy, you got me there. Coach Bryant would would kick my butt I know, if I, I know. About Auburn before you get past Chattanooga. <laughs> hey, sure he's not listening this morning. He's got he's in a meeting this morning. He's not listening. So, <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> so let's let's just let's just talk about what they need to do against Chattanooga. Obviously, everybody okay. knows they're the heavy favorite. But this is a game you come out in and you try to play top 100% perfect in the passing game, running, defense, the whole kicking. You try to play a perfect game, uh, so you set yourself up going on from there to Auburn and now Georgia. Yeah, so I can't get you. So Coach Brian still that in you that much where you won't look ahead and talk about the Auburn game. That, that's that's true respect right there, Scott. True respect for Coach Brown. I got I've got one, Scott, for you that, and, and so I'm not. I'm going to ask it in a way that uh, I would ask it if it was your son, but I don't think that'd be fair or Barry's son or whoever. Um, they they they've got a, a I think a, a pretty good quarterback in Ty Simpson. I don't think he's bad at all. I mean, I know he's not Milrow quite yet, but he throws the football well. He ran with it well. Should he transfer? Well, that's a tough one there, Wimp. <laughs> Milrow, if I help me here calculating, he has one more season before he can. Well, he's actually a red, red shirt sophomore, so if he wanted to put his name in, I think he could, but. Right. Uh, from all indications, he probably would come back, uh, you know, one more year. Yeah. So I think it sort of depends on what Milrow does more so than Ty does. If Milrow decides to come back, then he, if he gets an opportunity to go somewhere where obviously he could start, uh, you know, you'd have to say, sure, he may take advantage of that opportunity. Well, I, they've got a quarterback. Barry knows probably more than I do. A quarterback from California supposedly coming in is supposed to be a, a hot shot. I don't know how hot shot, but it must be something. Barry, you know anything about him? I mean, yeah, he's rated number one. I think number one quarterback yep. in the in the in the country coming in. So, uh, but it's you know, those freshmen get here, those stars fall off, don't they, Scott? It's, the learning curve is huge, and uh, so you just never know when you get those guys in here, do you? Yeah, I, you just don't know about quarterbacks. Do you get them on campus? Uh, but per what I've seen, and I've seen a little video of this quarterback from. Uh, California, he, he's coming out of the same system, I think, that Bryce Young did, so he's well accomplished in the passing game. Uh, apparently, those quarterbacks out in California get a passing uh, guru uh, to teach them and work with them and so forth, so he, he's well along from what I understand. Yeah. It's the Bryce Young situation, one in, one in whatever, one in six or whatever, um, is it is it the coach's fault? Is the offensive line's fault? Is uh, can, can you know? Because you know when when you when you're number one, your fans are wearing your fanny out. I mean, they're killing you. Um, can you talk about that to our to our listeners regarding? Uh, you mean uh, right. having a but yeah, having him they, having he's him in the pros and not being able yeah, yeah. Struggling. Why is he struggling so much. 
uh, mean Melrose struggling. No, no, uh, Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. NFL, yeah. I mean, when you're a rookie in the NFL, um, you're against guys that have been playing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, some more than that. And you don't see that in college. You know, the, the best and the longest playing you're going to see in college is he's been at LSU or Tennessee two, maybe tops three years. Uh, that ain't the case when you're playing the Bears or the Chargers, or or any of those other teams, you're looking at a linebacker who's got 10 years of experience or a safety. And uh, that's difficult when you're a rookie. So but, uh, get, cut him some slack here. You know, he'll yeah. come along. You're not going to – generally, you're not going to get in that, that league and burn it up because yeah. those guys over there, as Bob Snelker, my old quarterback coach and passing game coach at Green Bay, said, you know, they pay them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, what, what would your advice be to Mac Jones? You know, he's uh, he struggled. Uh, they don't have a very good team. Uh, that's probably a tough city to struggle in. They don't have a lot of sympathy for you there. So you know his confidence is probably at an all-time low. He's a competitive kid. How, how does a kid like that work his way out of out of the situation? Does he just need to uh, get to a new place and kind of get a, a new start? What, what would your advice be to Mac Jones? Well, Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I mean, I've watched him since he replaced uh, Tua and, and Jalen Hurts in the spring game when both of them were injured. And he came in and played for both the white and the red, and, and all he threw was strikes all day. So I said, this kid's got it. And he proved it later on, and he had it. Yeah, but, you know, and that it's all, you're only as good as the people around you. Mm-hmm. And it appears to me that a couple of games I've seen uh, of the Patriots, they just don't have the personnel they've had particularly back when Brady was there, and that's showing. Yeah, no doubt. That. In your day and time with, with here, you're the uh, offense coordinator more so than Coach Bryant. I think he, because I passed by the office, and, and whoever was the offense coordinator would be showing Coach Bryant what he thought we, they needed to do, and then he would come to you. Um it was more more of a where Coach Bryant oversaw everything, but didn't but didn't really do it. You know, he didn't get the ideas up the way the offensive coordinator. There are a lot of different ways to do that with the offensive coordinator, isn't there? But yeah, coach. obviously, you know, you know how that works. I mean, Steve Sloan, and Jimmy Sharp would put their heads together and figure out what yeah. we could do in the upcoming game, and then take the plan into Coach Bryant. And of course, he would review it. And, few comments, maybe a strike or two here, but yeah. basically when they came to me, they had the plan ready. And Coach Bryant, I called my own plays, and Coach Bryant and I would sit down on Friday mornings, and we'd go over every scenario on the field, and he'd ask me, well, what two or three plays are you going to use here, and what two or three there? And he always knew what I was going to call, you know, within a parameter. So no, there was no surprises. Um, go ahead, there. If you're uh, if you're Texas A and M, uh, it's mind-boggling the money now that's uh, being thrown around in college football. But they wouldn't pay it if they didn't have it. And I think they've got plenty in reserve there. Uh, we have had a lot of talk today about who they will go after. Uh, Lane Kiffin's names come up. Even Dabo Sweeney may feel like you know I've done all I could do uh, here. What direction would you go if you were if you were Texas A and M and you could get anybody? Some guy called in and said. Make Kirby tell you no. Just say, here's a blank check. How much will it cost? Is there any price for you uh, that you would leave Georgia? I don't think you would. But where would you go, Scott, if you were if you were Texas A&M? Well, I don't think they're going to be able to lure off a, a, a Kirby from Georgia or something like that because 
you know, established coach and an established program has yeah. done a lot of work to get there. And they're not going to just jump and leave because they're all well paid. So the money's not an issue. Where I think they probably need to go is somewhere like uh, the Kansas coach or the Kansas State coach. Oh, he Both is of good. Them Kansas. No, they, they they know the region out there, and they are good football coaches. Obviously, if you, if you you can take a Kansas State or Kansas and make a winner out of it. You know what you're doing. So I think that's likely where they'll settle is an established coach at a program like that that they can bring in and promise them a lot more, if you will, that Texas A&M can provide. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that – go ahead. It's like Coach Bryant in, what, I don't know, 48 or 49 when he left Maryland and went to uh, Texas or to Kentucky. Was it, or to Kentucky, and then he left there and went to Texas A&M. When A&M came calling, Coach Bryant had established the program at Kentucky, but he knew that was about as far as he could get with that, considering you're going to be competing against Alabama and Georgia and so forth. So he decided uh, that helped him decide to make the jump to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this Georgia team is not as good as the, as the past Georgia teams because they lost a lot of people. But quarterback-wise, the last one and these, this one, they, they've done a good job of taking a, for lack of a better word, a no-name uh, and making something out of the quarterback situation. I think they, they've, they uh, you know, they get behind in games, but they come back and beat you. I think they, they've done a good job with, with really stabilizing their quarterback situation at Georgia. I agree. Uh, Carson Beck. You know, he gets out there and you say, well, he didn't look all that great. But when you total up his stats at the end of the game and, and you look at the least mistakes, if any, he makes, he's playing just like he should be playing on a championship caliber team. You know, I think we'll probably, if y'all want to call me back closer to the championship game, we'll talk about that, the SEC championship. But I think the key to beating Georgia is probably – uh, getting him behind and making him do some things he's not comfortable with or hadn't done a lot of. And that's bringing the team back from down 10 points or two touchdowns in, in the last 10 minutes. So, but we, you know, like I say, we can talk about later on. I don't want to get my butt kicked by Coach Bryant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, well I'll pre- pre- let me ask back. you this. You know, let, let's say Alabama does what they're supposed to. They they still need some help. There's some teams undefeated. If they stay undefeated, Alabama's not going to jump them. But it could come down if Alabama wins out between Alabama and Texas. Uh, I think they got a problem there, Scott, if it's Alabama-Texas, if Texas runs the table. I mean, you know, people say Alabama's playing better now, but it's hard to overlook that head-to-head, in my opinion, that happened here in Tuscaloosa, even though it was week two. Could you see any scenario where – the committee would jump Alabama over Texas with both being 12 and 1. Uh, you're saying Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship? Yeah, they beat them. They beat them. They run oh. out. Both Texas and Alabama went out. They're both sitting there uh, 12 and 1, trying to get the fourth spot for the playoff. Uh, is there any scenario where you would jump Texas uh, that the committee could do that? The You're going to need the SEC champion for nationwide eyeballs. And eyeballs are what drive that decision that nobody talks about. 
Yeah. If you don't have the SEC champion in the playoffs, you get there's there's nobody from Baton Rouge to Savannah, from Lexington to Tallahassee that's going to be watching. Yeah, but Texas is a big brand as well. Uh, boy, I, yep. I don't know. Yeah, but who, who in Birmingham or Mobile or Jackson, Mississippi is going to be watching Texas? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. So those, that committee also is concerned with eyeballs. Yeah. And I'm talking about really, when I say eyeballs, ratings. Yeah, yeah. That, anything else for Scott? No, thanks, thanks, Scott. I appreciate you being on. I'm sorry I had to change days with you, but uh, appreciate you being on. We'll get back with you again. Coach Bryant would be proud. You 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 held on, didn't <laughs> didn't talk about Auburn. So you one game at a time, right, Scott? Well, knows how that works. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Uh, I talked with Bob the other day, and um, Prince Glover and Hayes are outstanding attorneys. Uh, if you have an, an accident uh, that wasn't really an accident, uh, somebody whacked you pretty good, uh, whatever happened to you uh, individually that you need uh, some advice about, and Prince Clover and Hayes, I say this the same thing over and over each each day at the same time, so I, I like to change it up, but really I can't. Uh, then you need to call 345-1234, Prince Clover and Hayes, They'll do everything they can to help you and advise you. Um, they'll visit with you on the telephone. Then uh, ask you to come by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person. And they will do everything they can to tell you what they feel needs to be done in order for you to be successful. And that's the only thing you can do. And they've been very successful with the clients that they've had for a number of years. Prince Glover and Hayes, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9 SC Home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Lurling southbound at Park Street in Northport. You can expect significant delays. Everything else seems to be calming down, but if you see conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look right at the website. Look at that brand new 2024 Grand Highlander. Beautiful car there. Look at all the new inventory, used inventory. You can get on the website and schedule a service or swing by 3325 Skyland Boulevard. Justin, David DeSantis, those guys out there will take great care of you. Get by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, get to the Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline. And get Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Cowboy. Good morning, Barry and Coach. You know, I heard you guys driving this morning <clears throat> talking about Mississippi State firing that coach. And I got the perfect coach for you from Mississippi State. Who's that? And he's done a heck of a job the last two years at Jacksonville State. That's Rich Rodriguez. He can get that offense running over at Mississippi State with the athletes and the style quarterback you got in the state of Mississippi and uh, get those cowbells ringing. 
Yeah, it would be bad. I know, I'd like to see him stay at Jacksonville State for their sake, but I think he'd be a good hire for him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he not be. staying at Jacksonville State if he can get an SEC job because he would, uh, I don't know what he's making at Jacksonville State, but obviously he can make uh, probably but, six times what he's making. Oh, Jackson, yeah. So. But I think he'd be a perfect fit for that. He's, he's definitely going to be a name out there. He's done a good job at uh, Jacksonville State. Kind of, you know, he kind of got to respect the guy that went kind of down a little bit down as far as level. Uh, is kept working, so he's a he's a football coach. Enjoys it, uh, so I think he'll have some opportunities for sure. He was interviewed at Alabama. Yeah, he'll have some interviews. I mean, he'll have some opportunities for sure. Well, you know, uh, Greg Byrne hired him at, at, when he was at Arizona to be the football coach, and Greg was at Mississippi State. And, I'm sure Greg's probably still got connections over there, and he could probably, you know, put a good word in for him. I know he had some things happen in Arizona, but uh, you know, that you know, we all understand if we've been around the SEC a long time how things have to work for Mississippi State to be good, and you know, Jackie Sherrill resurrected their program to a degree when he was over there, and you know, he had some problems at A&M, but came over there and really, you know, those things that he had at Mississippi State were tough. I went to those games when Coach Stallings played them. They were wars, you know. And uh, I don't know. I just think he'd be a good hire for them, but they'd probably not listen to me. But, you know, they got a new AD. He's Dewey Stellman's nephew that played at Oklahoma. He um, he was uh, he played at Wake Forest and uh, came to uh, Mississippi State from Oklahoma, you know, Elko might be a candidate for them, if not at A&M. So, I what's, guess just things the really word out there, start turning. What's the word out there in Texas? People uh, surprised that uh, A&M pulled the trigger and paid that much money? And what are the names that are being mentioned out in Texas for this uh, job in College Station? Well, they're mentioning DeBoer at Arkansas, I mean, at Washington, Dan Lanning, um, you know, maybe a little bit on Mike Norvell. Um, and, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin kind of got a little steam, I think. But, you know, Coach, you said something a few weeks ago. You know, these land-grant institutions are different than, say, like University of Alabama is more of a uh, business environment college. Um, you know, you got to get a cultural fit guy for a – for a land grant institution, I don't, you know, I like Lane Kiffin, but I don't think he's a culturally fit for the for the Texas A and M style people. You know, Barry, you said you coached out there; you might know more about it than me. But you know, Dabo Sweeney would be a good fit for him. Yeah, he's Dab- in a land grant institution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, plenty of money there to Dabo using recruiting. If he wanted to do it, um, I'm not so sure that Dabo, uh, might not move. Uh, I think, I think he feels underappreciated there. Uh, I know he loves They might go after him. I haven't thought about that. They might, they might but, go but that could be a. I think he'd be a great hire for him and Dabo would embrace those traditions and you know, he, he would, uh, I, 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 if I was him, I'd definitely be calling his agent. Uh, but you know, so, how much money is Jimmy Sexton gonna make out of this deal? He's probably gonna put the next coach in there and just. He's this. gonna get money on the buyout. He's gonna get money 
whoever they hire, he's probably representing that guy. And then wherever they take the coach, he'll represent the guy that takes that spot as well. So he's the yeah. most powerful man yeah, in college football. Yeah, you know where Jimbo Fisher might be spotted some next fall is at Stanford football games. His son committed to be a kicker at Stanford. Okay. Year. Well, I'm sure he'll yeah. leave College Station, so maybe he'll move to Birmingham. I, I don't. I just don't see. I don't see Jimbo Fisher getting back in it. Do you, Dad? I don't. I just don't see it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, you know he, he um, coach Coach Saban liked him as his offensive coordinator. He's not coming back to Alabama. So no. I'll not forget that. But he liked him, so he has had some good some good games, some good days. I think Jimbo might get on TV. Does I he talk too fast. Does he have to do anything, really, Jimbo? Does he want to do anything? Yeah, How old is Jimbo Fisher? Very crap. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher is what fifty-seven, fifty-eight. No, he's got to be older than that. Come on, really? No, nah, oh, oh, that's where he is. Really. Yeah, uh, let me ask. he played at Stanford in uh, 1987 fall. Uh, he's 58. Uh, he's fi- 58. You're right. He's 58. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hey Barry, we're getting old, man. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, good talking to you guys. I just all right. Thank you. You know what, you know, Barry? Thank you, thanks, thanks, Cowboy. We just we sit here with a with a look at look at the West. We sit here with a with a higher. At, at Auburn last year, we come around. They're going to fire the Arkansas coach. They say today they fired Mississippi State today. They gone with Texas A and M today, yesterday. I mean, the whole league is is <laughs> the LSU hadn't been far apart. Uh, the whole cotton picking league is just gone. I mean, gone just about except. For for coach. You can Gus Malzahn go back up to Fayetteville? Yeah. yeah, I think he probably would. I think he like he like, if he wants the limelight, I don't know with how they liked Gus back there when he was there and things didn't work out at Auburn and uh, I don't know. Gus Gus I don't he likes the weather. Comes across to me as a lazy recruiter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you're a lazy recruiter, you ain't gonna yeah. make it in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just think that I just think no, I don't say that, but I, I just think that the guys that don't, man, I, I won't say that. I, I, I just that, that on the sidelines, just not just kind of whole hum it at Arkansas and at State, and I mean they, a guy at Missouri. That's what makes like picking a blue plate so hard. Who knew that Arkansas was just going to quit? Like, they just laid down, yeah. and you know? I mean, they went to Florida and won. You thought they'd yeah. be energized and ready to play, and they just... I turned that score on, and... The it, it, first three times they had it, they had a touchdown, and then they had a field goal. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's so, just, it was just, and they weren't more... They were no more ready to play. But why? I mean, I the guy's know. fighting for his life, and they just won at Florida. I didn't understand that. And it'll probably cost him his job, to be honest with you. Uh, so Everybody, it's just going to be a topsy-turvy deal. I yeah, I don't, we'll see if that guy Vanderbilt survived, too. He hasn't moved the needle at all. exactly right. He don't, he don't move a muscle on the sideline. No, he ain't <laughs> moved the needle at all. So, uh, it is what it is. So, we'll yeah, see. That's, what, that's another, that's another side. That's the, that's the, that's the east, but, uh, it, it's, the west is just gone to pot. And Florida can't be thrilled with what they got going on down there as well. All right, we'll take this last break and come back and wrap up the show and slide out of the way and make way 
for the Gary Harris Show. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Lure Lane southbound at Park Street in Northport. You can expect significant delays. Everything else seems to be calming down, but if you see conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886-2468. Up to $10,000 in instant savings now at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. What's up, everybody? It's Corey Miller of the Miller's Edge. Hope you had a great weekend. Coming up on Monday, Manic Monday, we'll take a look at how the Tide did against Kentucky. We'll take your phone calls. We got guests. We got sound from the coaches. We got you ready to rock. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. If you're a homeowner. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny today with a high around 70. Tonight, increasingly cloudy below 49. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. The better chance of rain will be south of here, the high 65. Wednesday, cloudy and cool. Rain likely at times, the high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. You're looking to purchase that car, your dreams, get that loan out of Alabama one. They'll do a great job for you. They do it for me. Get rates as low as 3.9. Nine nine percent. You get the terms up to eighty four months. Pay it off early if you'd like, but that'll help you with the uh, payment not being quite so bad. You also can get pre approved before you shop. That will help you uh, when you go on the dealership lot. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall. So all the products and services go to the website www.alabamaone.org. Uh, Dad, that uh, Auburn win helped the interest in the Iron Bowl, right? I think they'd have gone out there and gotten beat. Uh, it wouldn't have been a lot of interest maybe from the Auburn people a little bit, but, uh, Alabama's playing well. Auburn's played well here the last two games. They both got easy games, uh, this week. Does that help the interest in that game, uh, here in two weeks? Sells it completely out. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll probably be a two thirty game. I guess they'll announce that maybe today, uh, what time that game will be. So uh probably be a two thirty game. Uh, so Alabama will kick off at eleven o'clock uh this Saturday. So there'll be plenty of tickets. So if you don't get the opportunity to go to the game, this will be the one you want to go to. There'll be plenty they'll be giving tickets away uh down there. But uh credit for Coach Saban and his staff, they've done a tremendous job. Maybe the best coaching staff. I mean, the best coaching job of his career. And uh, Jalen Milrose played terrific. So, how about Milrose? How, how much did he play Saturday? Uh, not much. And they got to get Kool Aid from returning punts. Enough's enough. No, we wore that out. Yeah, and he missed the punt. And coaches get, making excuses for him. So, just get somebody else back there before he costs you a game. That's okay. it for today's show. The Gary Harris Show is next. So keep it locked in. You listen to Tide One Hundred Point Nine. It's the home. Of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.